This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. Standing in the snow with a brand new radio. Catching the ISS, satellites are the best. A gate on the roof, repeater down the street. What fun it is to make contacts with everyone I meet. Oh, radio, radio, cute set folks one day. I like to get all the gifts around the USA. Yes, it must be Christmas time. It's the uh, the radio song written by Emily Northam, the uh, harmonic of Andrew Northam, K-E-8-F-C-T. Hello, everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 308, Winter Field Day, recorded on December 1st, 2022, I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Marvin Turner, W0MET, from the Winter Field Day Association. Uh, last episode, John Doerr, K1AR, was here to talk about the CQ Worldwide CW Contest. If you participated in that, I hope that uh, went well. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And you can catch us also on the uh, stream of WTWW. Now, they're, they're on air. Uh, transmitters are down, but they are streaming and they're also, uh, on WRMI in the evening. So you can, you can check that out as well. We're usually on there on Saturday afternoons, but, uh, haven't heard exactly what's going on with the schedule just yet, uh, due to the, uh, sudden shift to, uh, streaming and, and WRMI. So, uh, make sure you check them out there. Well, anyway, I will be back with Marvin. Right after this word from Tower Electronics, right here on Ham Talk Live. His two cents is worth $37 in change. He once ran a marathon because it was on his way to Dayton. He works FT8 by ear. He once worked North Korea on every band in one minute using only a microwatt. He slowed down his code speed to work a de-expedition to 200 words a minute. He is, indeed, the most interesting ham in the world. 
I don't always put on my own PL259s, but when I do, I prefer them from Tower Electronics. Stay resident, my friends. Tower Electronics has all the adapters, cables, connectors, and yes, PL259s you need at a ham fest near you or visit pl-259.com. If a man says something in the woods and there are no women there, is he still wrong? You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live tonight. Marvin Turner, W0MET, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Amcation Zoom line. Marvin is the president of the Stones River Amateur Radio Club in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He's been a ham for over 25 years and participates in Parks on the Air. And he's a member of the Rutherford County Aries Group and operates an Arden Mesh node there in Murfreesboro. And he is the director of this year's Winter Field Day. So, Marvin, thanks for coming on to the show here. Uh, good evening, Neil. Uh, thank you for having us. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about Winter Field Day because that's going to be uh, coming up here in, in a little over a month. And uh, make sure everybody knows what's going on. I know you have some exciting changes to the program. And so we'll talk about some of those later on. But uh, just acquaint uh, everybody listening, if they're not familiar with Winter Field Day, uh, tell them what it's all about. So... <clears throat> um, Winter Field Day is really just a communication exercise formatted to help increase uh, your level of preparedness uh, for disasters and, and improve your operational skills in, in a subpar conditions. Uh, we, we operate during the summer. We'd love to get out in the parks. We like to set up our stations, uh, and, and we, you know, we sit comfortably inside our, our ham shacks and, and have lots of good times and make great contacts. But how does that gear really prepare you uh, when you have a disaster in the middle of winter and, uh, you know, does that generator, you know, stay stay charged or your battery stay charged in the winter? Obviously, batteries in, in cold operating conditions typically don't last as long as they do in warm. Yeah. Uh, and so um, it, it's, you know, can you hold yourself up in that weather? Are you inside a tent? Are you in a cargo trailer? Are, are you in a warm building? Uh, you know, those sort of things. So, again, we talk about those subpar conditions and how uh, we can – operate uh, for extended periods of time and in this case we're just doing it on a 24-hour period it's kind of a test run but uh that's what we really are our, our main focus uh should say the focus has always been and we will continue that focus as well very good well i know uh, you've got a, a new group of people uh working on this and um so tell tell them how they can find out more about uh winter field day and find all the rules and everything Sure. Um, so we've uh, just created a new website this year, um, winterfieldday.com. It's been around for a long time. Uh, but I'm going to back up just a little bit is that uh, I took this over uh, beginning the process in June. And so um, we've kind of had to create a new group of Winter Field Day Board of Directors. And so we've kind of revamped a few things. And uh, uh, you can go out to our Winter Field Day site. We've kept a lot of those things the same. 
And just, again, winterfieldday.com, and you can take a look at our site. There's still some changes and things that we're still trying to work out on the new site. But um, if you fl- click over to how to participate, uh, you'll see right there on your left-hand side the 2023 rules. You can read them right there on the site if you want uh, for just kind of the main uh, main information. And then you can actually click uh, the very top. says click here to download. And you can uh, go ahead and click on that and get a, a PDF copy of those rules for this year. All right. Very good. Winterfieldday.com. Make sure you check it out. Got a nice little intro there uh, on the website as well. Um, so uh, when is this going to happen? What's, what are the dates and times here? So Winterfield Day is scheduled for January 28th and 29th, 2023. It is the last full weekend uh, of January Every year, it's been hosted that way since, I think, 2007, uh, when Winter Field Day kind of got started kicking off, and uh, it's kind of kept that uh, time frame throughout throughout the years. All right, very good. Well, so you've got the rules on the website, all, all of the um, information about dates and times and everything, but just kind of summarize how how to participate. If you happen to be on the air that weekend and, and you hear somebody operating Winter Field Day, how should they handle that? And if you go out and, and set up just, just the quick summary version of, you know, what's the exchange? Uh, you know, what, what can you do? What can you not do? Sure. So, uh, Winter Field Day uh, exchange is, consists of your call sign, your class, which is uh, it may be one, two, three, it could be as many as 14. And that class basically means the number of operating positions that you have. So if you are out there by yourself uh, and you're doing it outdoors in, in, a, in, a, in a tent, uh, you'd be one outdoors. <clears throat> uh, if you're operating in a um, a building of some sort and you've got a small club of three or four people and you can be like three indoors. Uh, so that would be your, your class is your uh, number of stations and your category is whether you're indoors, outdoors, uh, home or mobile, and which is a new one we've added for this year. Uh, and so we'll talk about that in a minute here. Uh, but the exchange continues to be um, the other thing besides your call sign, your class, and your category. You also have to exchange the uh, location identifier. That means you're, uh, I'm, I would be like one uh, outdoors since I'm in Tennessee. I'm one outdoors Tennessee. Uh, and and you could, uh, N3FJP does a really great job of, of their winter field day software indicating uh, what state you're in or what region you're in. You may be, you know, South Texas. You may be, you know, Western Pennsylvania. The same thing you use for summer field day as we typically do. Uh, one thing we've added this year is MX, and that's for Mexico stations, which is fairly new for us. And then, obviously, anything outside the U.S., uh, we will go ahead and use DX as, as that. Um, but you, you must accurately copy and record the full exchange uh, of all that information, uh, you know, do not uh, change your section during the contest either. A lot of people like to, you know, change sections and, and do something different and go from, well, I was outdoors, it was cold, so I decided to now go inside and go go inside, so now I'm going to become uh, one indoors. Well, it, you're still one outdoors. It, it's still, uh, it just makes it things really messy in, in the linking of, of the 
connection in the, in the contest software when we're all done with that. So if you're one outdoors, you stay one outdoors and you maintain that throughout the whole uh, 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 the field day exercise. Now, we, we do write it's a contest in there uh, because people are always looking for points and they're looking for, um, you know, how well did I score? And so there's that whole scoring contest, scoring portion of it. Therefore, it kind of becomes a contest. But it's really meant to be, again, back to our basics, what I started off with. This is really a field day communications exercise. Um, and so then, um, you know, again, we've uh, added the mobile category in there. And so uh, you may be uh, one mobile. And so you may be in a structure like an RV, a car, maybe a trucker or some sort. Maybe it could be a trucker going down the road. Uh, so he could be mobile. Um, maybe you're in a cargo trailer of some sort. Or maybe your ham radio club has a, has a cargo trailer and you operate as your emergency, emergency area station. Uh, so you, that would be a one mobile uh, platform at that point this year. Very cool. A lot of information and, is yeah, very short time. yeah <laughs> it is. But that, that's uh, that's a good summary of, of what's going on here. Um, and, and so, it, and if you're like me, you're you're right on the border of like two other states and, and sections. So if I right. start in in Kentucky, I'm not going to switch to Ohio. If I go go across the river here. No, we want you to stay in Kentucky at that point, for sure. All right. Okay. Well, uh, you, you mentioned the, a couple of the new things here, uh, the Mexico and, and the mobile category. What are, what are some other changes that you've made to uh, the rules for this year? Um, one thing, you know, I guess not really a, a major uh, change from years past, but it is um, – some of the uh, things that we continue to um, always try to emphasize uh, is that the, the stations are still limited to 100 watts of maximum power. Um, you know, all logs must be in the Cabrillo format when submitted. Uh, again, we've got Mexico stations now can use MX and N3FGP, N1MM. Uh, some of those other uh, logging softwares have been updated and told about this and are uh, familiar with it. So, um, you know, they should have that uh, as part of the, the station identifier in their logs now for you to be able to add that. Uh, and again, they've got that mobile category because, again, it's just not what we, with whatever we do, we have to notify those people who are software developers that are doing like N3 FGP. Um, just because it's the most common, um, I'd say probably 60 to 70% of our users are using N3 FGP. So I, I'm mentioning that the most. Um, it's not the only one out there. But, again, probably one that's used by most people uh, for logging uh, during the winter field day. Um, and then we've added an extra antenna bonus as well uh, to this year. And uh, those are probably the main things that we've done. Uh, and then the final thing is that FT4, FT8 uh, is not used uh, because it doesn't communicate that exchange. Uh, that's nothing new. But I know we've had some people say, hey, can we use this? We've had a lot of questions coming in via email about it. And so uh, I want to make sure that I kind of emphasize the FT4, FT8 does not communicate the exchange that I mentioned earlier. And so therefore uh, it is not allowed. Uh, JS8 is an alternative that people can use, but um, that is, you know, still the same. Uh, that's kind of the request of the previous board when we took it over that we maintain that. Uh, and then we certainly will. Okay. 
Well, that is uh, a good rundown of some of the changes for this year's winter field day. So we'll talk uh, some more about uh, that and uh, some of these new categories uh, with Marvin Turner, W0MET, right after this word from ICOM America, right here on Ham Talk Live. Happy holidays from ICOM. Spice up your ham shack this season with one of ICOM's popular handhelds, mobiles, or base stations. These radios are perfect for working your favorite bands while staying inside or venturing out this winter. It's the most wonderful time of year to give the gift of ICOM. The IC705 is the perfect sidekick and QRP companion. Base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers, but in a portable package. HF, 6 meters, 2 meters, 70 centimeters. It's all there. Compact rig weighs just over 2 pounds, has RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It has a 4.3 inch color touch screen with live band scope and waterfall, 5 watts with a battery, 10 watts with the power supply, and it does full D star functions, AM, FM, CW sideband, uh, has Bluetooth, wireless LAN, integrated GPS. It's all there. In the IC705 and the optional backpack with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories. The ID52A is a VHF UHF dual band handheld with D Star and FM dual mode functions. It's the first handheld with a full color 2.3 inch waterfall display. Now the radio supports conventional FM communications and D Star simplex, repeater, regional, and worldwide calls over the D Star internet gateway. You can even send photos over D-Star with a connected Android device. It has a wideband receiver, and it's IPX7 waterproof. The ID52A is a perfect companion to the IC705. They both use compatible batteries and headsets, and you can use the same Android app for D-Star operation. And you can create your own band opening with the IC9700. It brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. And it's an all-mode transceiver loaded with innovative features, sure to keep you busy. Faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. It has the 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope and waterfall, smooth satellite operation with 99 channels, dual watch operation, and full duplex in satellite mode. And finally... Finally, the IC7300 is a high-performance HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. The transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages, and change the way the entry-level HF rig is designed. The real HF fun starts here. Happy Holidays from ICOM. So visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Here's the snap. Rap takes the rig. He breaks through the pileup. He's on 80. Now 40. Now 20. 15. 10. 2 meters. Touchdown. Ham Talk Live. And welcome back to Ham Talk Live. It's good to see Chris A4CB in the chat here uh, as the show is live today. So thanks, Chris, for tuning in and uh, good to hear from you. 
And be sure to check us out uh, on HamTalkLive.com and our social media outlets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We do uh, post some things there from time to time, so be sure you check that out if you haven't already. Well, we're going to get back to Winter Field Day with Marvin Turner, W0MET. But first, it's time for the N9GSU Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett, N9GSU, with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. I had a really nice HF contact with a ham the other day, and I asked him what he did for a living, and he said he had been an archaeologist, but he gave it up because his life was in ruins. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. We are back here on Ham Talk Live with Marvin Turner, W0MET. He is in charge of the Winter Field Day, and we'll, we'll, we'll say contest. Uh, you know, Summer Field Day, there's always this huge argument over, is it a contest, is it not a contest? And so you're going ahead and saying it's a contest. Uh, you know, I, I think when you start throwing um – some points in there and you know, you're, you're trying to make as many, I mean, we say right here in our rules, you're trying to make as many contacts as possible and you've got multipliers in there for so many points you're getting or so many contacts you're getting so many points and you're getting bonus points. And uh, I mean, what part of that doesn't just (laughs) yell at you and say it's a contest. Uh, And and so it, it makes it really tough not to call it a contest at that point. Uh, but again, like I said, uh, once or twice before is that it's really meant to be a field communication exercise on how well you can do. And, and that's something we're, you know, kind of maybe looking at changing, uh, down the road. Um, this year, just being the fact that it was uh, a short time from the time we took it over and preparing for field day, 2023, uh, we don't have time to make those changes, but now after this winter field day, we'll have a whole year to prepare for that. So. Yeah, it seems like if if you keep score, <laughs> it, it's a competition. So you know, uh, I know Absolutely. a lot of people have different different opinions on that, but it, that's the one I always seem to to get from from the young people, especially is oh, and why do you keep score if it's not a comp- if it's not a contest? Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and and call it a contest. But Marvin's uh, joining us here uh, to talk a little bit about uh, Winter Field Day and get you ready for that. That's uh, January twenty eighth and 29th in two thousand twenty three, and uh, let's talk a little bit about submitting logs for this. I know uh, you need those logs, even if you make one contact, you need a log uh, so you can match these things up. So, uh, talk a little bit about how people should submit their logs absolutely Uh, so um you can find some links to some of our logs uh, on our website Uh, i think n3fjp may be the only one on there right at the moment but n1mm uh, tr4w uh, hammers uh, which is a new one that came out in the last year or two that a lot of people use for parks on the air they've also got a winter field day log submission 
Um, and so I think you have to take that one and convert that from an ADIF file to a Cabrillo format before you can submit it. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're submitting our, uh, winter field day logs in a Cabrillo format, just like any of the other major contests that you would, uh, participate in. And so, uh, you definitely need, um, you know, the, uh, format, uh, on, on, on the link that will be provided on the webpage, um, at the time of the field day, it will be uh, turned on at the time of uh, field day on that, uh, I'll say January 28th. I think about the date for a moment. <laughs> and um, then it will turn off, uh, you know, by March 1st. And uh, the logs uh, must be submitted by March 1st. Uh, and the, the, by midnight at that, that, that date, uh, late entries won't and cannot be accepted. It will be turned off and there will be no if ands, or buts about that. Uh, if we did that, we could carry this thing all the way out in the May. You know, some people would just be late getting them in there. And, and we want to be able to try and get this on an expedited manner. We get a lot of requests about, uh, you know, the, hey, when, when are you submitting the results? When are the results coming out? Uh, I've seen a lot of emails around that in the past years. And so we want to be, you know, timely and respective of, of people getting all those in as well. So uh, we just got to do a cutoff date and it's just got to be hard, hardcore uh, to that. Um, and then a lot of people will say, Hey, you know, I, I submitted a found error in my log. I, I want to resubmit it. Uh, and so how do I go about doing that? And then, so it's like versus sending us an email, just correct the error in your log, resubmit it. And we'll get that corrected on our end because our software, uh, which is used by many other contests as well. It's the same software being used is, uh, it will kick out and say, Hey, there's two W zero MET logs here. And so we'll start to figure that out. Um, and so then the, you know, the, obviously the latest version will probably hopefully be the, be the right one there that we can choose. Uh, and so that will replace the original that you submitted. Um, you can submit your logs right online at, uh, www.winterfieldday.com. And once you, uh, submit your log, you should receive a confirmation email. Uh, if you didn't, for some reason, let us know, we can happy, you know, to log in and, and take a look at that and see if, uh, in fact, we did get that submitted. Uh, for you, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping we don't get a flood of emails because of that, but, uh, just the fact that, uh, you know, you should receive a confirmation email, help you know that your log has been in fact submitted at that point. And then we'll end up reposting the results uh, on a winter field day. And right now we're something trying something new where in the past it was in there as a PDF, et cetera. We're trying to find a way to, uh, the guy that we've got doing some web mastering for us is that we're actually going to create a database. And you should be able to dig into that database on the website, type in W0MET, which is my call, uh, for example, and uh, come up with the results for how I did and give you some, some of that data back uh, for you. So there's something a little different, uh, something a little new. Uh, again, we've kind of revamped some of these things that we're, we're trying and doing, hopefully making some great improvements. Excellent job. Uh, Marvin Turner, W0MET from Water Field Day is uh, joining us here on Ham Talk Live. Uh, let's talk uh, about the station locator. I know as we're recording this, it's, uh, it's not ready to go yet, but talk a little bit about the station locator. So we, um, you know, again, we've revamped, uh, that website, uh, made new colors, new looks, um, uh, made a few changes to the bear, just a little bit on, tweaking a few minor uh, uh, character things about it. Uh, but uh, the field day map 
uh, it was on the old website as well. And we just found a guy the last couple of days here that can go in and create that field day map and it'll show you all the station where all the stations are going to be. So I encourage everyone to reach out. Uh, let's call it uh, today being uh, Thursday, December 1st. Uh, let, let's push this out to the beginning of next week. And hopefully that new uh, map will be updated with Google Maps uh, for you to go out there and put your station for winter field day that you'll be doing um, and where that's going to be on our map. And we'd love to see the number of field day stations that are out there. And maybe you're listening to this and you're not a ham operator and you want to know what a field day station is or you want to know where to go. This will be the website to go and find that out and certainly uh, go to one of those places. And and we do have a question in there that we're asking people who submit a field day station location that they can choose if this is a private or a public event that people can come to. So uh, some may just want to go pop up a tent in the middle of the woods and operate and they don't want nobody around. Um, then others may have clubs that they say, yeah, it's a public event. We want people to come and be a part of it. So uh, that is uh, coming to us. But uh, just give us a couple of days to get that wrapped up and, and, and squared away. Um, and so that will hopefully be a better interactive map here very soon. Uh, the other thing was is that we had a contact form on our web page. And that was uh, one of those things that uh, we uh, were getting spammed right and left. And we just had to cut it off the other day till we can get some other things fixed. And just email us directly at WFDA at winterfieldday.com. And, um, uh, you know, we will respond to you as soon as we can. Again, kind of getting a lot of emails this time of year. You know, start getting a lot of questions asked. So be patient. We will respond to each and every one of them. All right. And as always, take a look at the website. We, you know, uh, most of the things that you need to know are, are there. So take a look at that. But uh, if not, uh, it's, it's great to know that someone's uh, – keeping an eye on the inbox there um well let's talk a little bit about the future i know you you've mentioned a few things that uh, you're lo- still looking to change and and do so so what are your plans for the future so um we were talking in terms of a contest a minute ago and it's one of those things that we're kind of looking at maybe finding a way to make this more call it ob- ob- objective based. And so you have certain objectives that you will have to accomplish to, uh, or certain stations, maybe you'll have to try and reach out and touch like you would for uh, route 66, or uh, maybe you'll do like 13 colonies. Uh, and so, you know, you know, we could do this objective based where uh, are you running a generator? Are you running a battery? Are you running, uh, you know, for eight hours? Um uh, you know, different things like that that we can start to throw together. Uh, I know we've kind of created a, a small list of some other things. I don't want to throw it all out there yet, but, um, you know, it, it, more of a checklist of things that you've accomplished. And then in the end, you would uh, basically uh, send that in with your log uh, showing that you've accomplished these items. And then uh, it, you end up getting a certificate in, in response for that. Um, I'll be honest. I just got my 13 counties, um certificate in the mail today and I could have been happier. I was, <laughs> I was like, finally, I got that, 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 you know, that certificate from 13 colonies and it was kind of a joy to see it and get it. And it's something I enjoyed having. And I, and I think a lot of people do like that. Uh, a lot of people pay the three or $4 to get their, their uh, certificate back from organizations or, or, or uh, fun uh, field day events uh, like that. And so um, something we're kind of considering exploring, we'll see where it goes. Uh, but, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, what What are your numbers? What 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 are some of the stats here from uh, winter uh, field days in in the past? Sure. So, um, some of our stats in the past have been um, for like just this past year, twenty twenty two. We were over twenty five hundred logs uh, were submitted. Uh, so that's probably a little over six thousand participants. Um, is that we're kind of, you know, looking at for numbers roughly, um, 619 individual clubs sent in logs. So we're glad to see that. Uh, so that's pretty good numbers. I think, uh, there are 512 logs claimed the bonus of using alternative power. So obviously nothing on commercial power. Uh, and that's, that was really good to see of, of how many of those, uh, were being submitted. I would love to see a lot more using some type of alternative power than that, but, um, you know, again, the whole whole operational point is to see how long you can operate on, on other alternatives, right? Um, what was found really interesting was North Carolina was the one of the most active states with 110 stations on the air. I was like, that was pretty incredible. So something I wouldn't have thought about, something I didn't know, but going back and looking at the logs, uh, that's what we're finding out. So, um, And then between the U.S. and Canada, all but a couple of AWRL rack sessions had activity. So I'd love to uh, see those other Sections, I don't have what those are right off the top, top of my head, uh, what those sections of AWRL were, but um, you know, we'd love to see all sections have some form of participation and for everybody to be able to reach out to every one of those and, and see how well they can talk to the, um, you know, to the other areas or other states uh, at least. And then, uh, again, most popular logging software, I said between 60 and 70% of our users are using N3FJP software, and so... Um, that's uh you know pretty good for for Scott over there who does develop a really great software. Um, we've been in touch with him a couple times this year, and he's pretty excited to get this put together for us as well. So, uh, and then 2023 will be our 17th year. So um, I've got something to look forward to uh, that we can come up on 20 years, and not sure what that's going to look like, but uh, definitely looking at some future and some thoughts around that, and and uh, some excitement hopefully for 2023. All right. And, and, you know, there's a lot to do here to, to take this on. And, uh, we definitely want to thank you and, and your team for, uh, working to do this. And, and of course, some sponsorships are always helpful as well. So talk a little bit about the, the sponsorships of this. Sure. Uh, so yeah, um, we've got a great board. Uh, my brother, W4OPS is my creative services manager, Jason Johnson. Um, can't remember his call sign off fan, Ham Radio 2.0. Most people would know him as. Uh, he's one of the board members. Uh, and he's the kind of doing our social media for us. Have a guy out of Kansas that's doing uh, our newsletters and things like that. And a lady out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, who's doing our treasury stuff. And so it does take a whole board of people uh, to be able to make this operate and to make this go. We've got a lot of other additional um side members that are a kind of auxiliary unit, auxiliary people that are helping out with contesting and the website, things like that. So uh, it's more than just the, the five of us. Um, and of course it takes a little bit of operation to run some marketing, uh, you know, whether it's pamphlets and things like that, we're going to try and do some uh, uh, ham radio shows, ham, ham fest along the way. Um, and then of course, just the cost of running a website uh, and uh, getting a website built, et cetera, things like that. So we've got some, um, uh, some sponsors and our biggest one, obviously being our corporate partner, ICOM, uh, Ray Novak was great in, uh, getting us, uh, some contact there and, 
and helping us out with a, a sponsorship from a, from a corporate level. And so I, uh, you know, uh, they are our official sponsor of Winter Field Day at this point. Um, and then we've got some other club sponsors and some other donors uh, as well that people have, you know, contributed along the way. Uh, because our website right now is kind of in that transition of trying to get switched over to maintaining the same format, but uh, it's it's getting changed over just a little bit to fix that uh, that mapping software issue. Um, I don't have the other newest newest donors listed up on there yet, but if you have donated, we do appreciate it. Um, we kind of did a little bit of a giving campaign on Tuesday. Um, I, I haven't seen any numbers have come in from that yet, but, uh, you know, it, it does cost a little bit to operate this uh um, organization and uh, you know we're not getting paid for all volunteer uh, at this point but it's just the cost of kind of doing business in general uh, that we have to kind of maintain a little bit so uh, we appreciate anything that uh, someone would like to donate and uh, again thank ICOM America uh, for all that they do for us as well so all right very good uh, well last thing here it's mentioned some miscellaneous rules some some clarifications uh, that uh, you know may may have caused some issues in the past or, or something new. So just uh, let's kind of tie this up here with uh, with a few of the miscellaneous rules in the in the contest. Sure, uh, appreciate that. So some of the things that we have um, you know seen uh, in the past that people have asked about was, um, you know, any rules governing amateur radio at your location must be observed throughout the event. Um, you know, any, um, if you're a general class operator, you're operating on a general class license, uh, unless your club is like an extra, uh, your, your trustee is a, is a, is an extra class license then you can operate under that extra class at that point. Um, and getting any mode must be, uh, that is used. Uh, must be faithfully transmitted to exchange uh, without like any type of conversion table. Uh, you know, you, you can only work one uh, band per mode. Um, you know, uh, all contacts uh, or all voice contacts are, are equivalent across the board. Um, you know, see, same with CW, digital contacts. The One of the questions we get is, you know, cross-band contacts. You can't, you know, use any cross-band contacts, but uh, satellites are kind of the exception to that. Um, and then, of course, no repeater contacts or DMR may be transmitted because DMR is using some form of repeater on, on either the transmitting or the receiving end to make that contact. So that uh, the repeater doesn't work either. But uh, those are a lot of the questions we kind of get throughout. Um, those are kind of some, I would call it the highlight of our frequently asked questions. But hopefully uh, that will, you know, again, if someone has uh, – we've had quite a few questions come in. Uh, but if you do have a question after reading over the rules, uh, again, that's kind of important. You do read through them and, you know, maybe read through them a little bit twice even to help understand it. But we've taken it from like 11 pages of um, a lot of information down to about, you know, six or seven, trying to shorten it, trying to make it a little bit more uh, short and sweet, make it a little more simplified for people to be able to feel like they can read through it without being overwhelmed with the information. So we hope that that is helpful to them and, and, and that they can reach out to us if they do have any questions in regards to the uh, field day and, and, and any rules that, that are governing uh, what we're asking uh, to have done for the winter field day. So um, hopefully that that's helpful. And I appreciate you asking that. All right. Well, 
Uh, Marvin, thank you so much for joining us tonight, taking some time out to talk about Winter Field Day. Remind everybody about the website and the dates just one last time. So, again, Winter Field Day is January 28th and 29th, and uh, that is starting at uh, – give me just one second. I know I just saw it here a second ago. There we go. Uh, at 1900 UTC on Saturday, and it ends at 1859 UTC on Sunday. So um, you have some set, station set up time beforehand, but, uh, that, again, that will happen January 20th and 29th, the last weekend in January. Uh, will be winter field day like it is every year for 2023. So um, we hope to have everyone out there and have more stations join us this year. All right. Well, thanks so much and uh, look forward to uh, winter field day coming up here in uh, just a little over a month. So thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on here this evening and uh, you know, 73. All right, that is a wrap for this edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, Marvin Turner, W0MET, and everyone out there in cyberspace for listening and invite you back next time for a list of all of our upcoming guests. Just go to hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. For 73, to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. You're 73s to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. It's hard to believe that you're anti Because you sound just like a local up here. But why don't those whistling Mediterraneans check if your frequency's clear? We're warm and cozy in our shack. Talked about thousands of things About shoes, about ships, about ceiling wax About cabbages and kings